All right, all right, here we go. So today I want to talk to you about this idea, and it's actually the name of a book, What Got You Here Won't Get You There, right? So that's, if you're not familiar, there is a book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There, and it's by um, Goldsmith Marshall, and it was really written for people in corporate. It was written for people who were looking to move up the corporate ladder and talking about the types of nuanced behavior that prevents promotions, gets promotions, all of the things. But truthfully, I just love that title. And luckily, you cannot copyright book titles because I'm loving the title. But I want to give you something to think about with this idea of what got you here won't get you there in terms of growing your business, in terms of scaling your business and reaching your next level goals. Because we've been doing this at Conquer Your Business lately, looking at everything we're doing And what do we need to adjust? What do we need to tweak? What do we need to adjust? What do we need to tweak? And this realization that what got you here won't get you there. Whatever got you to the point you're at in your business will not get you to the next level in your business. Things change. Things change. And if you don't change... It's one of those things like you're either growing or you're dying. There is no standing still. So if we use this idea of what got you here won't get you there as a litmus test of sorts, where should you be applying it? Where can you be applying this concept in your business to make sure you're continuing to move forward? So the first thing I want you to think about is the fact that the economy changes. The economy changes. So are you changing along with it? What do I mean? People's buying patterns change. People's buying patterns change. Currently, we're in a constricting economy. People are talking about the recession. What does that mean? It means people are taking longer to make decisions. It means the decisions are harder to make. It means some of the things they used to be willing to spend on, they now, it's not even that they're not willing, they can't. So, If you are continuing to do business in a constricting economy, the same exact way you did business in a growing economy, you're going to run into problems. Now, do not take that to mean you have to lower your prices. I don't mean that you have to lower your prices. The fact that there's a constricting economy does not mean there's no money. It means the money moved around. The money doesn't go away. The money moves around. There's more money than there's ever been before. It's just not all in the same place. So if you need to revisit your offers to see where do you need to change things up? Where do you need to actually step up in your prices to reach the higher level clients that can still afford, right, reaching up? to reach the higher level clients that can still afford you? Where do you need to change the duration of your offer? Where do you need to change the entry point to working with you? There's a lot, a lot of different ways that you can adjust pricing and adjust what you're offering based on what your clients and customers are experiencing. 
So again, what got you here won't get you there. If you got to the point you're at in your business in an easier economy, you're going to have to change what you're doing in order to continue growing during a contracting economy. The market changes as well. So number one, the economy changes. Number two, the market changes. The market actually changes. Is what you offer still in demand? Is it even still in demand? The case studies when I got my MBA were just filled with examples of companies who didn't change what they offered, meaning they didn't change what they did for clients. They didn't change what they were selling as the world changed around them. Kodak is one of the key case studies in that. They were the pinnacle in photography and then they were gone. Blockbuster, you see all that, right? Blockbuster was the pinnacle in entertainment. It was a whole right? It was a whole mood and now it's gone. So is what you do and what you are offering still very, very, very relevant to the marketplace? Do you need to adjust what you do to stay relevant? So we have the economy, we have the marketplace in general. Number three I'm going to give you is like mindset and habits. Working on your mindset and working on your habits, if you've done any kind of mindset work, and we've all heard this before, that being an entrepreneur is absolutely the deepest dive in a personal development that you can ever go on. But the mindset work and the habits that you need to launch a business are different than what you need to scale a business. This subconscious programming, the limiting beliefs, it gets sneakier and sneakier and sneakier and it'll pop in, I want to say when you least expect it, because so many times for those of us who do mindset work, we get this mistaken thought in our head that we fix the problem. We fix the problem. Mindset work and staying on top of your habits is not ever fixed. It's something you have to become increasingly vigilant about. It actually takes more vigilance in your awareness as you are trying to level up in your business, get to the next point, get to there, than when you even first started. So whatever you were doing, whatever you were paying attention to, whatever you were immersing yourself in to get your business launched, if you're really starting to leverage, don't stop now. Don't take your foot off that gas. Make sure that your habits and your mindset work are growing in intention with the business that you're trying to build. So the economy, the marketplace, your mindset and habits all change and what's necessary from you all changes. Are you changing with it or are you letting it truthfully destroy your efforts? The fourth category is what I call leader versus solopreneur. What got you here won't get you there. I am thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly convinced that becoming the leader of a business, becoming a business owner of a scaling business is monumentally harder than launching a business. 
And I get it. When you first launch your business, there's all sorts of things that you don't know how to do. That ain't easy. But most of us launch our business to be able to do the thing that the business does for a living because we like doing it, because we're good at doing it, because we know how to do it. So even though there's all this business stuff going on that you don't know how to do yet, the fact of the matter is you do know how to do what the business delivers. As you move into business owner, as you move into leadership, you have to learn an absolute, entirely different skill set. But it's a skill set that often has nothing to do with what the business does for a living. Right? It's about growing a team. If you don't make those changes, you get stuck. If you don't do the work to learn how to become a leader, you get stuck. Now, here's the thing. If you want to be a solopreneur, I am all for it. My big, big thing is that you choose what you want. Don't get stuck with the leftovers, right? So if you want to be a solopreneur and you want to stay in that space, fantastic. But make sure you're doing it because it's a choice and not just something that happened because you can't figure out how to get past it right? What got you here won't get you there. If you really want to scale a business, just know that there are new skill sets at that level that you are going to have to learn and just embrace it. You learned how to launch a business, you can learn this too. But that is another category where what got you here won't get you there. The last piece of the puzzle I want to give to you is marketing is marketing. So going a little, going a step deeper into growing and scaling a business. The way you do marketing, the way you market your business as a solopreneur is often not sustainable from a time commitment on your part once you become the leader of a scaling business. If you are going to create a scalable business, you need to learn how to leverage your marketing efforts, right? So that you're not just doing one-to-one, but that you're able to create connection and create a client journey and create a touch to all the touch points needed on a leveraged basis, meaning that it's one-to-many. And I do call that leveraged marketing. Leveraged marketing is a more intentional way to actively market, keyword actively market, to groups of people at a time instead of one person at a time. The keyword is actively because what I don't want you to think is, well, I'm posting on social media, that's lots of people, I'm good, that's leverage. Yeah, lots of people might see it, but it's not active. It's a very passive activity. If you're posting and ghosting, which is my new favorite phrase that I learned, if you're posting and ghosting, that's not active. Social media is a very, very passive activity. You have no control over it. You have no influence over it. Let's use the word influence instead. You have no influence over it. You don't have any influence over who gets to see it because the algorithms are in charge of that. You don't have any influence over whether or not they choose to interact with you. And odds are you don't even have information on that person so that you could reach out and make that a more active experience and active activity. So leveraged marketing is all about 
actively reaching a group of people so that we're not just playing build it and they will come because they don't come if you build it. That like doesn't do it. That's not a thing anymore. And networking and following up one-to-one while still extremely, extremely important to maintain that personal network gets harder to do when you're scaling. So again, what got you here won't get you there. We need to revisit. Are you keeping up with the economy? Are you keeping up with the marketplace? Are you keeping up with the mindset and habits you need to become the next level? Are you keeping up with becoming a leader and the skill sets involved becoming a leader that weren't there when you were a solopreneur? And bottom line, are you keeping up and learning how to actively leverage your marketing so that you can reach groups of people at a time instead of one-to-one? I'll wrap it up for you this way. Let me wrap it up for you this way. Great things don't happen by accident. They happen with intention. Businesses exist to solve problems. I was taught that decades ago, right? Businesses exist to solve problems. The leader of a business is the chief problem solver. So what I was talking to you about today are the types of things that as the chief problem solver, you want to stay out in front of because the truth is avoiding a problem is much, much, much better than having to solve a problem. So hopefully that was helpful for you. I will see you again soon.